The following transmission is from the Office for Joint Administrative Intelligence in Brussels and Berlin. A small amount of non-OJAI material has been incorporated into this programme and will be comprehensively accredited to the respective author at the end of the presentation. The urban expedition you are about to listen to took place in February 2021 in an imagined downtown area located somewhere between the waterfront in Bregenz, Austria, and the junction of Interstate 35 and the Tom Landry Freeway in Dallas, Texas. The windy city, the rainy city, the diamond city, the golden city, the carbon city, the plastic city, the fancy city, the tall city, the wide city, the shining city. The fat city, the kissing city, the slender city, the garden city, the chimney city, the wild city, the tribal city, the fragrant city, the forbidden city, the rich city. The digital city, the holy city, the angry city, the singing city, the square city, the squeezed city, the shocking city, the fortress city, the evacuated city, the broken city. City of dreams, city of liars, city that never sleeps, the eternal city. Regional Services Building General Welfare Center Central Broadcasting Facility Apollo 11 Shopping Center Luxury Housing Units Jonestown Junction Social Housing Units Ukraina Guesthouse Tabia Blumenschein Center for the Performing Arts Mark Lombardi Conference Center Bediagi Memorial Hospital Municipal University of Science and Technology Interfaith Worship Center DARPA Technology Park Mixed-Use Stadium Facility Cybernetic Meadow Shady Pines Retirement Home Yugurigaidar Park Tris Lumumba Sports Stadium Cruising Park Trade Susoluk Recycling Center Cruising Park Casual Encounters Siegfried Hubach Library 
Janet Reno Extension, Gulsma Terminal, Hotel Mil Collin, Piazza Fontana Mall, Louis Jimenez Museum, Hans Blix International Airport, Cumex, Cumcum Financial Services Center. Standing where Northwoods Road runs parallel to the evacuated zone between Marconi Avenue and the Five Eyes Slip Road. It's an attractive, assertive mid-century building and the attention to detail in its manufacture suggests that it was constructed for some much more glamorous purpose an embassy tower, a newspaper tower, or perhaps a corporate headquarters tower, now diligently filling out its winter years as a discount hotel tower. That said, the dignity of the original architectural expression is still razor sharp. It's a 50-story tall hunk of a megastructure made of sullen grey, almost black concrete with dark, mysterious smoked glass windows and there are thin strips of white concrete running horizontally between the floors, and this exact combination of materials configured precisely in this way is an unmistakable set of faded political instructions to prosperity, conformity, luxury, and progress. And we're standing at the edge of town in the no-man's land that separates the periphery from the centre, the hinterland from the metropolis, the out from the inn. The hotel stands alone here and is the only large structure in the vicinity. As far as the eye can see, layers and layers of spaghetti junction where the arterial motorway gets tangled in the trunk roads that converge before bottlenecking in the city centre. And there's a deep trench filled at least 20 lines wide with railway tracks that converge on the railway station spotted in the distance. And even from this distance, its language is very clear. Grey, beige, windowless, blast-proof, oppressive, Stockholm syndrome-inducing.
floor. Door opening. Big business, old-fashioned, brilliant careers, reputation, consent, twisted hallways, overdrawn, satisfaction, sacrifice, commonplace, par excellence. Self-sufficient, violent, self-confident, the end of ends, monolith, straight lines, Possessive. straight angles, hard muscles, wide-eyed, admiration, expression, iron convictions. Age of the skies. Dramatics. Hysteria. Hardship. Common denominator. Tremendous vanity. No questions. Movable barrier. A miracle. A loudspeaker. Carelessly stuck. Hole in the earth.
This is Babylon Square, the very center of the urban conglomeration where the great thoroughfares of Andriotti Street, Olaf Pam Street, Brzezinski Street, Gladio Boulevard, Manchurian Avenue and William Milton Cooper Avenue converge spectacularly. This is the beating administrative heart of the urban body and the serious business of metropolitan management happens here. Scanning the space at a 360 degree angle sweep, the town hall, the federal police headquarters, the municipal police headquarters, the mixed broadcasting tower, the bureaucracy and social media museum, the public library, and last but not least, we're here to look at the jewel in the Metropolitan Crown, the Ministry for Cybersecurity. This reinforced concrete Adonis was executed as an inverted pyramid design in a color palette of nicotine stain and rich caramel. Public areas and citizen services required much less space than the offices and computer servers and overhanging the upper floors allowed them to be much larger than the public spaces below. The building slopes at a 34 degree angle with each of the seven above street levels being five meters wider than the one below. This inclined facade interacts in an overwhelming way with the buildings it faces downtown and it provides protection from the relentless intolerable weather conditions at street level. The cantilevered roof is 61 meters wide. The ground floor is 38.4 meters wide. To offset this unnerving top heaviness, three vast cylindrical pillars have been added to appear to uphold the structure. These pillars only provide visual support and do not bear the load of the building. Thank <laughs> you. 
thoroughfares of Skousen Avenue and Lockerbie Avenue meet each other on the mammoth John F. Kennedy Paradeway. A paradeway, a new category of dedicated urban corridor, specially designed for the demonstrations of military control, coercive power and testosterone-fueled megalomania. It's a concrete strip, 2,000 metres long, 107 metres wide, and the original iteration of the development was straddled by monstrous stadium-like permanent viewing platforms for high-ranking army personnel and dignitaries. After the abolition of the armed forces in 1991, the viewing platforms were torn down, the space was evacuated, and the paradeway fell into a dramatic state of disrepair and neglect. In the mid-1990s, a rebirth of sorts. A vast township of informal, one-storey squatter settlements started popping up, densely packed together on either side of the Paradeway. John F. Kennedy Paradeway began its second life as the city's Skid Row, a massive open-air supermarket of untaxed alcohol and cigarettes, prostitution, narcotics, imitation consumer items, forged documents and black market goods. In recent years, the city authorities have tried to tame this wild space by plonking three high-profile skyscrapers, unceremoniously sticking them into the middle of the low-rise urban textures of the Paradeway. At 12 o'clock, the Catholic Hospital, a 20-storey horseshoe-shaped tower bodied forth in brilliant white marble and bright red concrete, giving the appearance of a neatly iced cake. It meets street level, discreetly, at a heavily fortified public plaza, complete with toilet duck water feature, religious grotto, security guards and metal detectors. At two o'clock, construction work on a 10-storey development of energy-efficient apartments has ground to a halt. The top-heavy structure has a slender street footprint with dramatic overhanging upper floors, like an upside-down Toblerone bar. Already obsolete carbon capture equipment, solar panels and communications aerials jut out of every orifice of the structure making the building look like it was drawn by a very young child. At six o'clock, where Alan Dulles Street crosses the Paradeway, is the Socialist Hospital, which lands on the space like a righteous fist pounding a desk after winning an argument. It's a 9,000-bed modern university teaching hospital providing local acute services, specialised treatments and experimental remedies. Its distinctive 70-floor orange concrete tower dominates the skyline being the third tallest building in the city and the only downtown structure visible from outer space. The odor of sweat, certain standards, common denominator, 
immovable barrier. Bewildered. Carelessly stacked. Totally obedient. Body slumped. Hand trembling. International crisis. Terrible pauses. 500 feet. Solid glass wall. Brilliant careers. Glittering. Flashing. Twisted hallways. Bewildered. Totally obedient. Extended trying. Violent impulse. Hand trembling. Terrible pauses. While heavy pile. Spiritual grandeur. Monolith. Three lanes of traffic in each direction have come to a complete standstill on Vatican Quay. Inbound and outbound vehicles are segregated by a hard shoulder covered in thick, tall Jurassic grass. The street is paved with prefabricated concrete slabs held together with black tar adhesive, the kind of stuff that becomes sticky and liquid on hot summer days. Cars make a double thunk noise every time they cross from one section of road to the next. To our right, running parallel to the traffic jam, there is a pleasant seaside promenade, then a wall, and then a slope dramatically descending down into the dark blue ocean. There is a docked oil tanker, the Argo Merchant, the Herald of Free Enterprise, a recently arrived car ferry, is unloading. 
The Belgrano, a visiting Argentinian warship, is anchored a few hundred meters offshore. Smaller fishing and leisure craft zigzag around the larger vessels like insects. To our left, Gladio Boulevard cuts in and meets Vatican Quay at an attractive public square with an old-fashioned tiered fountain and some chic cafe terraces. The water feature is the focal point of a cluster of buildings that house the city's most prestigious cultural institutions. Serpa, Centre for Research and Performance Art, spelled out in big, glass letters. It's housed in a dynamic windowless edifice that looks like a vast cement whale jumping out of the pavement, permanently frozen in takeoff. And the world-famous Museum of Information Art, contained in a single eight-storey rectangular block that continues as far as the eye can see with alternating rows of jaded violet, orange and brilliant gold windows. It's a sullen structure, book-ended by raked cement walls decorated with inscrutable Egyptian hieroglyphs. A little further up the street, the impressive 300-metre circumference flying saucer of the Mark Lombardi Conference Centre blots out the sunlight and casts the direct vicinity in permanent, refreshing shade.
The competing power blocks of the world sniff out each other's authority on Al-Gaddafi Square. This busy place is where Ike Street, Steele Street, Edward Bernays Street, Harehausen Street and Lockerbie Avenue collide and become the urban megaphone of the superpowers. The square is completely paved over with Pirelli floor, a hard, plastic, glamorous, repetitive, synthetic, expensive material, and the soundtrack to this part of the city is the satisfying clicking noise of wheels from luggage being dragged over the Pirelli floor. A post-war modernist fountain has been installed for decorative purposes, with five phallic metallic upright standing tubes enthusiastically, permanently squirting bleach-treated water into a tiled blue receptacle. This bukkake party is the emotional core. The pseudo-publicness of the space strong-arms the individual into a feeling of self-seclusion, a manufactured feeling of unimportance and human smallness. At 12 o'clock, the 16-floor European Union mission has a round footprint and all of its surfaces are reflective and in a constant state of shimmering and flickering change. The surrounding buildings are reflected, the birds in the trees are reflected, the traffic is reflected and the clouds in the sky are reflected, but the essence of the building itself remains evasive. At two o'clock, the eight-story Chinese embassy dominates the horizontal plane. It's a far-reaching box configuration with repeated rectangle, rectangle, square, square, rectangle, rectangle, square, square window patterns. An outer exoskeleton structure looks like a giant crab's legs holding onto the fortress, squeezing it in a permanent state of hypersecurity and heroic obedience. At three o'clock, the Americans have gone for a 40-story sand-colored brutalist tower. The windows are tinted black like a pervert's limousine with progress-orientated concrete stripes running up the full length of the erection and a military checkpoint at the base of the tower. At noon, the Russian embassy is shining and beautiful like a Ferrero Rocher. It's a huge monofunctional complex with copper-colored windows and a cordon steel frame. It's installed proudly on an artificial island surrounded by a moat rumored to be hundreds of meters deep and inhabited by shoals of flesh-eating fish. Silent, common denominator, amused, astonishing, immovable, very involuntary, contemptuous, careless, jewels, dirt, dusty, slumped. international crisis, possessive, aggressive, magnificent, certain standards, wide-eyed admiration, age of the skyscraper, became fascinating.
After the oil crisis in the late 1970s, the central business district was impacted by a sustained and violent crime wave. Newspaper pages overflowed every day with sensational accounts of hijackings, armed robberies, kidnappings, crucifixions and even cannibalism. Walking in the downtown area became frightening and dangerous, something to be avoided at all costs. The city as a place to explore and seek pleasure and be curious ended. Of course, the people who worked there had no choice but to continue coming, but these people felt safer, barricaded inside their private vehicles. The result was that permanent traffic congestion and smog were added to the city's already substantial list of problems. In the 1990s, the chief city planner had the brilliant idea to solve these problems. A mammoth pedestrian tunnel running in a straight line under the city, connecting the waterfront, the city centre, the train station and the Spaghetti Junction car parks was to be constructed. The tunnel would be air-conditioned, well-lit, cheerful and above all highly securitized with surveillance windows and security cameras every few hundred meters. The tunnel entrance is located at the junction of Hypnosis Quay and Walter Lippmann Avenue. It's a faux art deco structure that looks counterfeit, like a piece of scenery from an amusement park. The grinding rhythm of the poorly maintained escalator plunges us under the pavement deep down into the bowels of the city at an unnervingly steep angle. Minus 100 metres, minus 200 metres, minus 300 metres, the air pressure in our ears is contracting and clicking. Minus 400 metres, minus 500 metres, it's cold enough to require a winter coat all year round. Minus 600 metres, minus 700 meters under the city. The tunnel itself is a single transit chamber, four meters high, 15 meters wide. The walls and the ceiling are painted white. The floor is a dark, almost black shade of green. 
Every 100 meters, there's a square reflective security window pane coupled with a bouquet of cameras pointing in all directions sprouting from the ceiling. At 50 meter intervals, there's thick, red, upwardly directed diagonal lines running from the floor to the ceiling. The distance traveled is marked in white letters on the red diagonal stripes, 200 meters, 500 meters, 3000 meters, all 6520 meters to the train station. The odor in the tunnel is an important part of the experience. It's a heady mix of petroleum, cleaning products, urine, recycled air and human anxiety.
This transmission was created by Chris Dreyer and Gary Farrelly of the Office for Joint Administrative Intelligence. You listen to Urban Recordings from the OJAI Political and Infrastructural Sound Archive. Music from Chris Dreyer. Music from Dexia Defunct, the OJAI in-house band. The track MK7 Shield Fields from MKCT, Chris Dreyer and Tim Lode. There was a track from Evan Caminetti's album Toxic City. Telecult Powers from the album Black Meditations. Love Shop from the soundtrack of the motion picture Logan's Run. Sea Hunt from Patrick Cowley. And tunnel recordings from the famous pedestrian tunnels of Chisinau, Moldova, recorded by OJAI in collaboration with Tatiana Fyodorova. Thanks for listening.